Hey guys, we are back with another episode of It's a Trans World Podcast. And tonight we have a special guest. He's um, unique in so many ways, my God. Uh, he's very vocal, I'll say that. But he's also one of our cast members on Trans World Atlanta, Mr. Nick. We're going to allow him to introduce himself. But before we do that, I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Raquel, your host, my co-host Malik. He is in the building and he's also going to give us current events and shout outs before we really dig into this conversation with Nick tonight. Malik. All right. So current events. Actually, I'm just going to go straight into our shout out today. Um, I want to highlight E.S. Madison. Of course, we met her recently. Um, she's doing great work in our community and she's uh, diving more into advocacy. That's not something that she, you know, sought out to do, but um, she said it's necessary, especially with her platform. And one of her um, latest quotes was, she said, don't let societal expectations decide who you are. So I just wanna highlight T.S. Madison for using her platform to stand up and speak out on everything that's going on in our LGBTQI plus community. Yes, Madison. Yeah, she also um, just did the Be Good. She hosts, uh, she's one of the hosts for Be Good, which is Beyonce's foundation for Kokomo City um, late last week. And I think uh, the takeaway was really powerful. I saw a lot of people repost and repost and repost that conversation. So yeah, she's doing a lot of advocacy work right now. Um, Nick, you ready? You ready? I'm ready. Uh, before, before I get started and go into my spill, Nick, I want you to introduce yourself, tell the people who you are, what you do. Yeah, so, um, man, every time somebody asks me to introduce myself, I basically just say, hey, I'm Nick Devereaux. But now to elaborate, my name is Nick Devereaux. I've been in the ATL for about 25 plus years. I, I stopped counting at 25. Originally from Fort Lauderdale, I am a corporate guy. I've been in corporate for 25 plus years, right out of college. Was recruited up here to the good old ATL and ain't went back home yet. I have no desire to go back to Fort Lauderdale except to visit on the beach. Um, I also um, have been in advocacy for about 10 plus years. I usually stop at 10 because I took a little bit of a break. I am diving back in it with um, the launching of Guy Code Foundation, which is my foundation. It's uh, for trans masculine and trans males. Uh, I don't want to give away too much more right now. You, you'll hear some more about it in the weeks coming. Um, I am a diversity and inclusion corporate guy, and I have um, I am CEO of Endeavor Enterprise, which is a fashion consultant business. Okay, that's a handful. I'm sure all of that keeps you busy, um, guys. This is a deal. We have very open and candid conversations. And I think everyone has asked us at some point, can I say this? Can I say that? We've already gave uh, Nick the go to be exactly who he is, be himself, and to say it how it comes. Uh, so know that you may want to censor yourself, but this show is not censored and we have very open and very candid conversations. But before we get started, we want you to know that this is a safe place and we lead with love. We have lots of conversations around mental health, physical health, support in our community and just community overall and what's going on in our communities. So Nick, today we want to talk to you about, and this is a little bit wordy, 
But nonetheless, I think it's going to be a great conversation um, addressing misconceptions and stereotypes that surround transgendered men's sexuality and relationships. Uh, and that's people. So I'm going to let you jump in and we'll ask you questions as we go. But we want to kind of get just what your immediate thought is on stereotypes in sexuality and relationships with trans men. When I saw it, you know, I, when, when Malik sent it over to me, I, I just shook my head and said, so when my first thoughts are people are nosy, it is so nosy. Like that is literally the first thing that people want to know when they find out you're trans about your sexuality, not necessarily relationship, but they dive right to your sexuality. What's your anatomy? You know, if you have facial hair and no chest, what do you have between your legs? And truth be told, it is nobody's damn business what I have between my legs, unless I am delving into a relationship with you. I have interest. We have mutual interest in each other. I said it all. I say it all the time. It's funny. I found, I didn't find it actually. A friend, um, a Facebook friend inboxed me the other day and it was alive. It had my picture on it. And, you know, they sent a lot of scams through there. So I, did, I didn't click it, but I asked, I said, is this you? did you really send me this? And she said, she laughed out loud and said, yes, it's something I found when I was going through some of my old Facebook stuff. I said, okay, I clicked it. The irony of it being 2015, two years into my transition, I literally sat on the line for an hour and 55 minutes. And by the way, it had 2000 plus views. Okay. And what I found is the opening of that much like this was about sexuality. You know, what's my anatomy? Who do I date? Do I tell people before I, you know, when I meet them? Do I tell ladies, you know, when I meet them? I could just tell you, I absolutely do. I believe in full disclosure. Now that that doesn't work for everybody. I understand every, you know, people in in this in our trans life, we have to be safe. They have to feel safe. Uh, and as as you know, if you are watching, you know, some of the news and reports and even some of the things that are happening right here in Atlanta, people are, you know, trans people aren't safe, particularly trans women. But what we don't talk about more are the trans men who are also not safe. So I understand those people. I just live boldly, unapologetically. And I feel like if my life is going to be taken because I've stood up on who I am, then that's the way God planned it. That was my divine plan. So do you think all people are just being nosy or is it that some people just don't know? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, but I think if I had to do a percentage, I think that uh, 75% of the people are just nosy. 20% um, of them are inquisitive and 5% in this day and age just don't know. Literally only 5%. And that's just me. That's just what I, what I scale it to me from my experience. You mentioned, like, you mentioned um, trans men being unsafe. Um, I think just being black is unsafe. Number one, um, in this country, being a black man, second is unsafe, you know, but when we see the headlines, we typically see trans women being killed. I don't recall seeing anything where trans men has been killed because he's transgender. And I could be wrong, but I, I haven't seen it. So we know for sure that trans women 
are not safe at all. Uh, even gay men, flamboyant men, just like the young man that just got killed. But I've never heard um, anything about a trans man being killed. And, and my thought is because trans men fly well under the radar. People just don't know. You really took the you took the answer out out of my mouth. So what I want to tell you is that I, I I've said it before, and I keep saying that most the majority of us trans guys live in privilege. They just people don't know. So um, that's the reason why most people don't hear about trans trans men being uh, raped, trans men being killed. Um, the two main things that happen there there are trans men who are sex workers. We don't hear about that, you know. Um, but those trans men are are generally the ones who are usually more apt to get sexually assaulted and or killed. Okay, but there are a, a certain group of trans guys that feel unsafe in their environment, in their work environment, in their family environment. You have family people who I would imagine suffer with suffer with mental illness because that's the only way. Even though I'm not scientific or a doctor, I don't know that to be fat but you gotta have a mental illness if you kill your own family because it, they're gay you know yep. and the way they see it is just gay you know you were born a female why are you I've, I've heard of these stories but I will tell you Raquel you generally don't hear about it in the news you only hear about it in our community right yeah and when we, when we hear about it it's because some trans-led uh, media or or organization has put out some type of um, bulletin that alerts everybody that a certain trans man has been killed. It has happened in places like Oklahoma, North Dakota. And I was like, what? In my mind, I'm even thinking, it's people like me in North Dakota. You know, I know that's kind of ignorant, but, you know, generally, you just don't hear about it. So really, you just don't, in my, in my opinion, because like I said, I don't know the statistics, but I've been around in advocacy long enough to know that every single year when we put out that list of trans people, while it's heavily uh, weighted with trans women, you're going to see at least three to five trans men on there who's been killed from violence. Yeah, that's correct. Some sort of violence. Um, and my only my only response or rebuttal to why we don't hear it is because I would imagine that we live in privilege under the radar. People just don't know. Yeah, I, agree. I think most people, uh, especially my straight friends, they they see it, they meet a trans man and they just think it's a gay man. It's, it's a gay man. <laughs> and trans, I was never crosses their mind. They just think they're talking to a gay man. Um, so, yeah, there is a, definitely a privilege, I think, that the girls don't necessarily get away with. Um, Even the ones that are passing don't get away with, you know? So, you know, I say when I, let me just, you know, go further to say when I say we live in a privilege for somebody who may not know what I mean by that is that means we're passable. We're 100% passable. And like you just said, we either 100% passable as a hetero male or, or a gay male. That's generally the only two assumptions. Nothing ever comes up that we're trans. Absolutely. And literally when we start talking about being trans, then the next thing they want to know is, well, what's in your pants? You know what I'm saying? Like, did, did you, like, like, I can tell y'all, I know for a fact the, 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 the ladies that I went to school with, it's several of them that think that I'm hella handsome and they have 
an attraction for me, but they know I was born a female. Um, but because I had my chest done and in their eyes, you know, because I, I may not be passable to everybody, you know, um, but for them, I'm passable, right? So now the next subject is, because they, they want to see, you know, if I got what they want, you know, so they want to say, they basically, do you have a dick? <laughs> Literally, do you have a dick? And my answer to that is I have whatever size, color you want. I got you, baby. Yeah. That's the dick I got. Like, I ain't got, listen, there is no lack over here. Whatever you need, you need six, you need seven, you need eight, and I got a 10. What you need? <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. And and that's that's the way I answer that because I just feel like unless we fucking, don't ask me what's in my pants. You know? You don't listen to Tammy Porn. I have. Absolutely have. The people want to know. I absolutely have. Why you think I got it? I didn't buy it for nothing. This is the deal. I think the six don't work for me, though, brother. I tell you, ten six is, don't work. For me. Ten is out of the question for me. There is no pleasure in that at all. It's a special kind of girl that can take ten, and um, I identify as lesbian, so I do not want that kind of girl. I'll tell you that right now. Listen, I just told y'all I got a six, I got a seven, I got an eight, and it's actually the so if I'm being technical, it's about an eight, eight and a half, and a six inch girth. The seven is about a five inch girth. The six can just go on the garbage can at a time. I just feel like we just need to be playing in your booty with this. Like I'm saying, oh ain't no motion in the ocean. I ain't lit but bro i i can't even put my hands back the way i like and just throw that thing you know what i'm saying like what are we doing here but all right it's nasty yeah she got she got she got the boot long time ago though that one that was like yo you, like two times you out bro like don't call me no more it's over we can't do nasty do you get <laughs> what you mean what part <laughs> like what you want to know i eat i eat i eat ass what's off limit for her or me for you, you? Pegging me in my booty. Okay. That's it. But you can lick my ass. You can lick my ass all night long. All night long. All night. Yeah. Oh, that's never been done to you. Huh? But that's never been done to you. Pegging? Yeah. Hell no. Hell no. Amen. And that ain't male woman I talk to even interested in pegging. And for the most part, and I can even go back to how I started this thing. Every female I've ever been with, with the exception of maybe one, is bisexual. Every last one of them. You know, now one, you, you, they may have teetered. I may, I don't know one who's decided that maybe she's full, full blown lesbian now, but that ain't how I met her. I am, I am strictly attracted. It's always been my attraction for her bisexual women and this was long before I even transitioned and I and I just feel like because I like to throw the dick I need you to be like dick if you don't like dick and all you want me to do is carpet much it ain't working and, and by the way I'm good at what I do but that ain't and I enjoy it I enjoy it a hell of a lot and only and for the listeners and for the listeners what is carpet much eat pussy all night long bitch no and like after I eat that pussy and you bust all these nuts all down my motherfucking beard, I need to be able to stick something in. Now, let's be clear. I I have just ate the pussy and we went to sleep. 
that's the way we had a relationship. We that's that. relationship stuff, though. That you're in a relationship. That is, yep that that has to happen. Yeah. So, so I want to be very clear. Yeah, that it, I'm not trying to say it is always the dick. The dick has sat in the drawer for months, and I'm there like, look, I know because you like, I know you got sexual tension. You need to straighten your attitude if you think you're gonna get this pussy. I'm like, well, I ain't getting the pussy anyway. So what the fuck? I'm just licking it, bitch, licking that in your ass, like. So, so what's off limits to you do as far as partners, sexual partners? Damn, good question, Malik. So, um, it's funny you ask. Um, so <laughs> I want to just clear something up. I cleared it on Facebook. I said it in the talk back. I'll say it again. So, um, off limits. I am not attracted to trans women. I am not attracted to gay males. I'm not attracted, you know, so that's not my attraction, right? I am attracted to, uh, and I said to in this other um, podcast that I was on on Monday that I'm never using this word again, so I want to be clear when I say biological for everybody who's in the trans community who decide they still want to use cis. have some very close friend girls. They don't like the word cis. They said, look, and I want to take a minute just to explain this. They said, look, Nick, when you came to us, you said, my name is no longer this. I go by Nick and I go by the pronouns of he, him, and he, right? And that's what I, that's what you expected us to call you. The LGBT community, this is their words, has forced us to, to expand the alphabet soup, if you will. And it started with LGBT and now it's Q, A, I, plus, you know, intersex, et cetera, et cetera. Y'all expect for us to, pro to be progressive um, and grow with you guys, but y'all want to give us, y'all want to put on us names that y'all want us to be. We, I don't want to be called sis. Yeah, I don't know where it came from. I don't care if it's scientific. I don't care if it was a name. I want to be called a black or whatever my, you know, whatever my race is, a woman, biological woman. And I said, and like, I'm going to think. Yeah, I said, right. I hear you. I hear you. I agree. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm a little confused. Hold on, Nick. Are you saying you, if, if you're going to, you want to hear biological female, not cis? Is that what you're saying? They said women, my black women friends, uh -huh. all of my heterosexual friends have said to me, don't call, this is what the argument was, some of the argument was about after the TS and, and Jess thing went back and forth, they were talking about cis women and then they all if you go on the ts you'll see all of them say and and by the way since we're on this subject i don't want to be called cis i don't know where that name comes from but i am a biological woman whatever color biological woman that's what i need you to address me as y'all want me to address y'all as whoever y'all are him he she whatever it is that i want to be called biological so where i went with that i i I digressed because I wanted to just tell that story when I say biological and I don't use the word cis. So what I've committed to my friends um, and my family that I will never use the word cis because they've asked me not to use that word, right? And I think it's a I think it's appropriate to um, do what people ask because I want them to do what I what I ask them to do. Okay, and that is becoming a thing. Yeah, um, going back to T.S. Mattis and she had to address that and she's yeah, taking that you her. That vocabulary as well yeah yeah so i think i would i would challenge everybody in the lgbtqia plus community to think about what we put on everybody else we want them to do certain things for us 
but we don't have the same common courtesy to do the same for them. So I'll tell you, it, it's before last year when we filmed Trans World Atlanta, I'd never used the word cyst before yep. ever. Yep. Ever. Like, That's you are you born a woman or man, biological man, woman. Yep. And somebody said, and I don't know who said this to me, but it was somebody on our cast. Mm-hmm. You mean cis cisgender? I'm like, um, yeah. Okay. So that's my point because you're a biological female. You're yeah. a biological, and it, it the semantics came in with, and, and I don't, I don't want to stay on here because I don't know. Well, people, like I said, all, a lot of my stuff is always the unpopular opinion, but it is what it is. I say what I say, and I mean what I say, and I make no apologies about it. Period. Right? But it become that scale where I think we will probably delve it delve a little bit more into um, the different sexualities of trans men. So that's the reason why it was you also have AFAB. It took the longest for me to understand this acronym. AFAB, let me try to get it right. Assign female at birth. I was like, what the is this? That's too many letters for me. And that's I was like, like, what? I I never do that. I was like, what the fuck are y'all doing? What are y'all coming up with this shit from? Oh, but it's offensive to some people. So look, Tag me out. Get somebody else to do it. You know what I'm saying? So before I offend anybody in my space, I'm just going to leave. I'm not going to say anything. If I'm in that space, I won't be disrespectful, but I'm not using those words. I'm just not. One of the things as a, as a, as a woman, born a woman, one of the only struggles that I've had within the community is the dislike or becoming upset if someone addresses that you're biological male or biological female. Some transgendered folk are offended and they get upset. If if you make mention of, wait a minute now, wait a minute now, you know, I, God sent me out here as a biological woman. Now, if I decide to transition, you're to still born a male. Biological still born a woman. Oh. I could chop my, you know, vagina up and slice it, and make it whatever. I can chop my chest off, but still, you were born. born. I don't understand that in the community. I when I, when that comes up and people become offended, then I exit the conversation because I know that you and I aren't going anywhere fast especially if religion comes up into it. Like, it's just being real bad. That's exactly. One of the arguments that me and my ex used to get into all the time was that whole scientific thing, the X and the Y chromosome, and, you know, and she was right. Like, I didn't conceive for a lot of years, you know, a a lot of months, you know, in in the beginning of our relationship, she was like, Nick, that makes no sense. It makes no sense. It logically makes no scientifically, forget logic. So scientific is, and she drew this little this, this little roadmap, if you will, and I was like, and at the end of the day, we were born born something, a gender, right? Correct. Right. But you got you you have some people who are saying that they that they they were not they they were not they were just assigned they weren't born that. Bullshit. Like it that shit is beyond. I'm gonna get into that. It is beyond me. So it's very much like. Religion. One thing that I always used to say is off limits for me in conversations is religion, because you ain't gonna get me 
to believe in what the hell you believe in. Okay. I'm, I'm just not doing it. And it, we, it, we gonna go, as you said, Raquel, nowhere fast. You know what I'm right. saying? So count me out. And this, so uh, this subject is another one of those count me out. Um, I won't be people favorite on this. Okay. Um, but I want to add, so I said all of that to go back to answer what you said, um, Malik, which was, who am I attracted to? So again, I re I'll reiterate, I'm not attracted to trans women. I'm not attracted to gay males. I, um, am hell of attracted to biological feminine females, um, as it relates to being in a relationship and like a serious relationship. I have had some experiences in the last five years with some trans men who I was attracted to and I've had sex with and I've enjoyed, enjoyed those moments. Will I be in a relationship with a trans man? Absolutely not. My heartstrings do not tie. I, I, I become a nigga where I just want to fuck. That's it. And the fucking is good. And one time I had an experience where the fucking wasn't good and it almost turned me away from all that shit. It's been a quite a while. So I want to be clear. It's been quite some time since I fucked up. Uh, shit, I was in a relationship for three and a half years. So it's been three and a half years at least. You know what I'm saying? And probably two years before that. So I ain't had a piece of trans man booty in a while. So, you know. So how does your... I got to ask this question. <laughs> so, I, so two trans men. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's the dominant dean? Or is it... Both, both of you taking it, both of you giving it. Who's is not so it it, that so so I would here's what I'll tell you in that situation, three different things can happen. You can either be it it, in that situation you can either be first, Mm -hmm. which is for the for the people who don't know, both of you guys are pleasuring each other, be it with your mouth or your dick or both. Okay. But one can be a top where he's only given the dick or you at the bottom receiving the dick. And then a trans man, the trans man um, encounter, the dick is involved always. You ain't carpet munching to be with a trans guy. If you carpet munching, you wasting your time. It's no, it's no reason. You know what I'm saying? And my pick, and my pick, like if I can't, if I can't, get to it, you know, then I'm wasting my time. So th- so this goes back to what we were saying earlier, because see, the one thing that I think most people know is when you start taking your tea, which is testosterone, your sexual drive goes up. Period, man. And your vagina, it thrives just like the biological girl, right? That don't change. That It wants what it wants. And it can go from not wanting to be penetrated to being penetrated because of the sex drive. I was having this conversation with someone and they they said, I just don't understand. I said, well, it actually makes perfect scientific sense to me. So let me just, let me just jump in here um, for all my brothers, because you just said a word that will just make people (laughs) lose, including me. I, I get, I get. All that, and this is it's so funny. It's, it has to be the biological woman who still operates in the biological body, which is yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like yourself. Um, y'all refuse to respect what the fuck we we say our shit is. If I say I got a dick, 
I got a dick. I don't give a fuck what the hell the anatomy is. If I say this is my dick, then it's my dick. You just said. So when you're being penetrated, what's being penetrated? I don't know. Your ass. I just said ass. Like, I don't know. We we come up with creative words between a, in, in our little circle and you can't make me yeah. change. Like, they just say. Okay, what you call in your vagina, whatever. I don't have a dick with that at all. What is a vagina? I don't have a vagina, Raquel. I got a dick. I got a dick between my legs and I got a dick in my drawers. Like, I got several of those dicks in my drawers. So, what hole is being penetrated then? Your ass. Only your, your only. And I don't mean literally. I don't mean literally. No, I don't mean literally. But I'm I'm telling you, you're not going to get me to call it what you just said. Like, what? We we don't. What I'm saying is, what you just called. A this is what I call a ass. Oh, and that's fine that you use different terminology. Like I don't think anybody has an issue with that. But it throbs and it has to to be penetrated. And it goes back to Well, yes, your clitoris gets hard. This nigga, this but yeah. She just wanted that what you want to call what you want to call ass gets wet. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. I like that. I like okay. That. I can roll with that. So I'm okay with you swapping out vagina for ass. Is what I'm saying. I'm totally okay with it. Like, yep. and if I was with the trans man, if you want to call your vagina ass, then it's ass, no problem. But I'm saying from a scientific standpoint, it works the same way. Yeah, I agree with that. Throbs the same way. That's all I absolutely I'm agree with. I don't care what you call it. I absolutely <laughs> agree with that. Every time I take a tea shot, every time I can listen, it, you. Sh- if you are in relation or you are the sneaky link, every time your nigga take a tee shot, you better be ready because it's gonna it's 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 literally almost immediately that the sex drive is out. You know, and I I go through this peak where mm-hmm. I want it all the time that whole week. Yep, and then I may fall off the cliff and like, yeah, I ain't even. It's all right. I'm good. That is true. That, that when it's true. up, it's up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and but. Obviously, I've, I've been with a trans man, so I, I get, I, I, I understand this thing inside out, inside out, which is why I'm saying to you, we can call it whatever you want, and it don't bother me one bit. <laughs> but from a sexual standpoint, a pure sexual standpoint, it it throbs just like mine does. Mm-hmm. And it has a desire just like mine does. Mm-hmm. So when I ask about penetration, I'm literally saying that when you take your shot, everything is working. Everything percolating. Everything, mm-hmm. not just you wanting to penetrate someone, but actually wanting to be penetrated. And this is the conversation that I'm having. Yeah, not everybody though. Not every and not every man, um, a trans man, want to be penetrated. I just just named three different kinds. So the verse guy, of course, he 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 does both. The bottom guy is penetrated, but the top believes in in no penetration if it's oral oral top i'm an oral top that means that i can give you head you can give me head but i'm doing the laying laying the dick down period yeah what's the most common nick there isn't there yeah raquel when i tell you there isn't the people that are um you and you just don't even know it's funny just like when we look at gay males um this is a it may be a um, a stigma, a scenario, a myth that people come up with, but I've found to be through people I know to be true. Generally, 
the big buff dudes, gay dot guys who look like they would appear to be the top. What I found out is they really are. And they got this little skinny, skinny boyfriend. And I'm up. More feminine. It's the top. It's the but, uh, I believe that in DC. They be big the big, yeah. Big I mean, I'm like, what the fuck? So when you ask me that question, I, I, I mean, I found this again yeah. you know, over the last five to six years or so. Um, I, and I've been transitioning for 10 years this year, 2023. I started in 2013, May. Um, I was just floored. You know, I was absolutely floored. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And I was like, nope. The bottom. So when you ask me that question, I just, I can't say that it, which one is most common. So, so I want to. Wait, I, I, I'm, I got one more. I got one more. I got one more. Then you can take it. Which are you, Nick? I am a oral top. Okay. Let me ask, and I got one more question, and it stems from this one. It's oral top. Uh, it's it's kind of in the same family. Are you, when you're with your partner, you know, your, your lady, uh-huh. is her ever penetrating you an option? Hell no. Okay. Absolutely not. And I don't date women who won't, who have the desire to penetrate. Like, that's just out. I, I, honestly, I've dealt, and, and me, my ex and I, we talk about, about it all the time. And she used to say, I don't want a nigga that I got to penetrate. That really defeats the purpose. It's going to make me think differently. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I'm a, I'm a opt out. I like it because that's not the kind of women that are attractive to me. I don't want to be pegged. I mean, when I say I don't want to, you're not, let me be very clear. You're not pegging me. Um, and you damn sure not putting on a strap. I'll just tell you straight up. I tried it at 18 with my ex-wife. We, we was kids, 17, 18. And of course I was always the dominant one. So I always was the one that used the strap. And then one night we said we was going to try it. Mm-hmm. And we tried it. It was the absolute worst experience for she and I. She was like, that was disgusting. And I was like, and that shit hurt. It didn't feel good. That wasn't it. That wasn't it for me. And back then, man, they were selling like the pink and purple ones. You know, are the, the motherfuckers that so got their bar. I used to think, and take this. Like, <laughs> but let me be quiet. Let, let me be quiet so I can still yeah. something. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for all the women out there, all the biological women out there that's taking the dick, or whoo, and for real, took the dick back in the 90s when the motherfuckers, we ain't got no options but purple and pink and black. And them bitches was hard as a rock. And the bitches did what? Then, then. Then, bitch, they just, you put that bitch on and it was straight up. <laughs> you went, and we wasn't putting no lube and no condoms on that motherfucker. We wasn't doing none of that. We was going straight in the pussy and just hold the pussy is wet because that bitch ain't wet, boy. He shaked in the motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know how deep the women, I, I got so much motherfucking respect for my women out here that's taking the dick, the strap, you know what I'm saying? Or the prosthetic, whatever you want to call it, you know, much love. Because if it wasn't for y'all, I don't know how I could survive. <laughs> <laughs> but my question is, um, so you have an attraction to some trans men, right? <laughs> how do you not have an attraction to some men? That's interesting. That's a good question. Well, hey, 
So I used to say all the time um, that me being a lesbian, a dominant lesbian, it didn't, it didn't change the fact that I seen attractive guys, right? I, in the gym, at church, just around town, I I would be the one that could actually look at a guy and say, "Ooh, he, hell, you know what I'm saying? Like that Negro is fine." Like for instance, every, if you know me, uh, for real, know me. I got two two crush celebrity crushes. Who is the female elite? Tony. Tony Braxton. Tony Braxton. Do y'all know who the guy is? Mm-mm. You tell me say Tony all the time. Hell, I knew that. Buster Rhymes been wild. Ooh. Wow, I wouldn't have never thought that. So I want y'all, I want y'all to say, I want y'all to say that now. Buster. Yeah, I want you to pull up a, a picture of Buster when that nigga was buff and had eight packs. You know what I'm saying? That nigga is, he couldn't help. Uh, everybody say the same thing. And I'm happy. I'll be so happy when people ain't attracted to what I'm doing. I ain't got to fight you about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm good. And I know it's the weirdest shit ever. Buster did it for me. It's still one of my favorite, you know, but we all so can't get it today. Yeah. You know, he could, I used to tell my ex, ex-wife, he can get it. And she used to laugh all the time. And she used to, every time Buster came out, hey, man, Buster, all the Buster here, she'll stick and show me the pictures. But she was, everybody knew. My ex, just her, she knew Tony and Buster. She said, if Tony ever came around, I will give you a hall pad. You can get it. Because I already know what you feel like. Right. Did you just say Buster can get it today? No, this is what I was about oh. to say. I said, Buster, okay. no, I said, she can get it. She can get it. Okay. Buster has, you know, he's still always, once a crush, always a crush. She still, he goes up and down. You know, I can't complain because my fat ass go up. He's, he's working out now, though. He's getting yeah, he awesome. Yeah, I, I just said, sent my ex wife a picture of him a couple months ago. I'm like, you see him? You said, you're like, I cannot fucking believe you, man. I was like, always go be this nigga. Okay. But, um, so what I said was, I never lost attraction for guys. I've always been able to say that this guy is fine as hell. He's attractive at, as a as a dominant lesbian. I never thought that thing that you said that start moving it up. It didn't do that though. You know what I'm saying? Now in these spaces, I've seen some fine guys, and what I said is, if my wife or my girl is down for a threesome, we can get it. You know what I'm saying? And I've been very clear about he can't penetrate me, but he can give me some head. If I'm attracted to him, you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we're talking about biological men. Yes. Get a threesome situation, not a one-off situation. Okay. So that's how I feel about, you know, but, it, it, but I, I, I can, I can tell you, I don't, I've never, I don't, I've never seen a guy where I really was like, Ooh, I want to do it with him. Like just him by, by myself. You know what I'm saying? It's always been, I want a lady in the middle of us doing it. You know what I'm saying? The nasty shit. I want to see him fuck the shit out of my girl. Like I just because I want a dick that motherfuckers ejaculate all over her titties and shit, and I can't fucking do it. You know, so fuck it. I want to see that shit. I'm a freaking nigga. I want to see that shit. <laughs> ain't nobody gave now. Ain't nobody gave me that opportunity to do it. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> if I had the opportunity, my fantasy would be me, a nigga, and a girl, and him. Fucking the shit out of her while I put my dick in her mouth. And I mean, this natural dick in her mouth, set it up over the top of her. She getting banged out and I'm banging her face out and he busts all over her. Yes. It is. Do you have a, uh, a fans only page? Uh, yeah. You might get paid. Uh, yeah. 
I will. I will. I will. I will. I will say. I will say. I have been told that I should get a. I must subscribe to. I'm like, I said no. You got me fucked up. You want me to cover your face, but I'm gonna be my fat red ass gonna be on the motherfucker. No, no, they go get me. They go get me. You can put the little mask on that day. Somebody all the time that I talk a lot of shit. I talk a lot of big shit. But um, but for real, I am really shy when it comes down to it. For real, like like I'll give you an example. Like when we out in the public, I believe in PDA. You know, holding hands and kind of kissing or whatever. But anything else, like she be want to go down. Hey, she get on sit on my lap and stuff. I be like, no. <laughs> and I would literally start running. Like, no, we not doing this. She like, man, you talk all that shit in the car. You talk all that shit. I'm like, no, nah, we ain't doing this. Why? So to be ex wife. It was anywhere, anytime, however, whenever. This is her, especially when I think she didn't drink. So well, I'm telling you, she didn't drink, but she literally had two drinks, two drinks max. And I, I already know after that second drink, touchy feeling, boy. I mean, I literally be running around wherever we at. I'm like, we would be in a wide open space and she just start. I gyrating on my shit. I'm like, yo, you can't do this out here, girl. We going to jail. But man, no, 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 no. Well, Nick, we love to keep going, but we gotta wrap up. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, this has been. Awesome. This was a great conversation. Um, uh, I didn't get to get over to Malik to ask him some questions to piggyback off of some of your stuff, and I'm sure he's happy about that. But nonetheless, thank you so much for coming on, Nick. Uh, we are excited. We have our premiere coming up for season one of Trans World. We're playing the pilot, which is episode one. For those of you that don't know what the word premiere means, premiere means the showing of a full show that is featuring Link. So we're gonna show um, episode one. Um, and then I think September will be on three or four different streaming platforms as well. So thank you so much, Nick, for joining us. You guys will see Nick on the big screen as well kind of talking about all of his personal stuff again. I know y'all want to know about it. Uh, Link, wrap us up with sponsors. Oh, I just want to say thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is fun. But this this was this was fun. And, and Raquel, I want to say to you, thank you for explaining that because people honestly didn't know what Premiere was. So thank you. I will shout that out tomorrow in my, in my promotions uh, for the, the red carpet Premiere. So I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I I really did not know that yeah. people didn't know what that word meant. So, yeah, I apologize to the folk that did not know. Um, you know, I have two little kids, and uh, sometimes they say words that I don't know. So I just assume everybody knew what that word meant, especially in Atlanta, because premieres happen so often there. Yeah. Uh, but yes, nonetheless, um, I'm glad you said it. Because um, in my posting, I've been, I specified what we're doing at the premiere. And even for the talkback, for the talkback, we're actually going to talk about the episode that was watched. Yep. Right. Just like, uh, is it Kokomo? Kokomo City. Yes. Like they did the last yeah. couple of nights. They show um, the first episode and they talk, ask questions. Yep. All of that stuff. Yep, yep. So this will be the first time that anybody has been able to talk to the cast directly after seeing a full episode. 
So that's what makes it exclusive as well. The talk belt, because yeah. we have, we just haven't done that. No one is seeing um, a full show of the season. And we have eight shows in season one, um, and we're going to play uh, the first one. So here on It's a Trans World Podcast, we are creating a safe space for our trans brothers, sisters, and our non-binary counterpart to be able to tell their troops. We would love to advertise their business on It's a Trans World Podcast, and we are also looking for community partners and sponsors. For more information, please follow us. Follow Raquel at R-A-Q-U-E-L-R-T-3. Follow us at TransWorldATL. You can follow me at one gorgeous underscore for church or that's the number one and B O I. Also go over to our YouTube channel, subscribe at Dreamcatchers Production. Thank you. All right, guys. It's always a good time. Always, always a good time at the cookout, but we gotta wrap up. Um man, before I wrap up, I, I have to say this. It's a trans world podcast. It's about educating those about the trans and non-binary experience because so many people are uneducated about what goes on in our community. So for us to tell our stories by us, for us, I think is very important. Um, Equality is important. All lives matter. We are all human. Love is love. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm your host Raquel, my co-host Malik. We will see you guys next time on It's a Trans World Podcast. Good night, y'all. Good night, good night.